Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about wedding day transportation. Walt Disney World is 43 square miles, and that means that one large component of your wedding is probably going to be the very unglamorous and sometimes very expensive transportation line item. Now, if you're having a memories collection event or an escape collection event, this is not as big a deal, and we'll talk about what those options are. But if you're planning a wishes collection event, transportation can turn out to be kind of a sticky wicket when you are planning. So we are going to give you all the tips and tricks you need to save money and get the best transportation for your event. My guest today is Vanessa Ferguson, who not only had her wedding at Walt Disney World 10 years ago, she just got back from a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and transportation was a big part of both events. So she has a lot of great experience she's going to share with you guys today as we talk about transportation. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I really appreciate the chance to talk with you. Well, thanks for being on the show. I think this is going to be great for you to share what you learned as you have been planning these two events, and we'll combine it with what I've figured out over the years of planning events, and hopefully we will help kind of cut through that confusion. (laughs) Most definitely. So I'll just start with memories really quickly. If you are doing a memories event at Walt Disney World, the package includes three consecutive hours of limousine. You can also swap that for an in-room gift basket if you decide that you don't need it because maybe you're staying at the Grand Floridian and your event is at the Grand Floridian, so you don't need a limo at all. That's a great opportunity to swap it for the gift basket. But the other thing to know is that you could use that three hours of limo at a different time during your trip. So maybe you want the limo to take you to the airport or take you to get your license or pick you up from the airport or take you to the cruise terminal. You can use that at a different time. You don't have to use it on the day of the memories event. Similarly, if you're doing an escape collection package, that comes with four hours of limo service and you get five hours of a minibus if you're getting married or having a vow renewal in Canada at Epcot because you will also need to transport your guests backstage. So the escape limo can also be swapped so that you use it during a different time during your stay. There isn't a gift basket swap, just the option that if you wanted to take the limo and go to downtown Disney and have a night out or something, you could use that instead of using those four hours on your wedding or vow renewal day. They unfortunately do not have any kind of swap for the minibus that comes with the Canada Escape Collection package. But with Escape, you're probably going to use the limo to transport your guests. If you have more than will fit in the limo, it holds eight, they will make multiple trips. And then if you want to add something like the Cinderella's glass coach or a Landau coach, that is going to be an extra charge. And we will talk more about that specialty transportation in the wishes section. But just know that you can't, unfortunately, swap the included limo or the minibus 
for specialty transportation. That's a separate charge. And there are so many great specialty transportation options. They went over a lot of them in detail with us. And I know, I think you're going to be talking about some of the different classic cars and different options that are available for all the different collections. Yeah. So let's talk about that because yeah, for escape, you may want to add some specialty transportation just to have a staged exit or make a grand entrance. So for specialty transportation, we are talking about Basically, it's show transportation. Unless it's an actual car, this is not something that's going to take you from your hotel to the ceremony site. So if you get the Landau coach or you get Cinderella's glass coach, basically they will pick you up at the resort nearest your ceremony site, take you to the ceremony site, and then after the event, they will take you away for a staged exit, but you don't actually go anywhere. They just kind of make a loop and then you come back. But you get beautiful pictures, though. That is one thing, that's for sure. Yeah, so that's definitely what the specialty transportation is about. It's about photos. The most popular one is Cinderella's Glass Coach, and that is now $3,500. And that is not available at all locations, unfortunately. Most of the popular ones, you'll have no trouble getting Cinderella's Glass Coach. But if you were being married in a wishes event at the UK Pavilion in Epcot, it can't go down the ramp there. But if you were being married in Italy or China or someplace like that, you could use Cinderella's Glass Coach. And of course, the resort locations like Seabreeze Point, it can go on the boardwalk, which is always really fun. And the same applies to the Landau Coach. So that is basically an open carriage like you would see in a southern city in New Orleans, you know, with the top that goes up and down. It's white. It's usually pulled by just one horse. And so it costs a little bit less. It's only $2,000, but it's the same idea. There are certain places it can't go, certain places it can go, and it's not going to be your full-time method of transportation. So if you're at the wedding pavilion and you need to get to California Grill for your reception, that horse is not going to drag you to the contemporary. (laughs) Now, though, for both coaches, it's the same amount of time for the rentals. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a good point. So it isn't like because you're paying less for the Lando coach, you get it for a shorter amount of time. Both of them, you're not in them very long. But I think these, like Vanessa is saying, it's not something that you really figure out the cost per minute. It's more the feeling, the look that you want for your photos. Most definitely. Now, they also have classic cars that you can choose from. These start at $750 and go up to over $1,000, depending on what you pick. And Vanessa's going to talk about your options in just a second. What's cool about the classic cars is they can actually drive you places. So if you do need to go from the Wedding Pavilion to California Grill, you can get a great shot, if your photographers follow in their car, of you being driven in the Model A to the Contemporary. Disney uses a vendor called VIP Transportation Group. So if you go to their website, and I will put the link in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, if you go to VIP Transportation Group's website, you can see their basic options. And then they told me today that they have an extra car. It's some form of a Bentley that is not on their site yet. But if you're really interested in it, definitely give them a call. Now, because they are Disney's vendor, that means you can't hire them independently. 
So if you are having an event that does not require backstage transportation, you can actually hire an outside vendor for a classic car. So any place that a regular car can drive on property, you can hire your own vendor and usually save a bundle on the price that Disney charges for classic cars. So for instance, there's a company called Cole's Classic Cars. They used to be Disney's vendor and now they've switched. But the great thing is they have a ton of classic cars and you can now get them for less because Cole's doesn't have any kind of contract with Disney. So as long as you don't need the car to take you backstage at Epcot or into Animal Kingdom or anything like that, you could use Kohl's for a discount and they have a ton of different cars that you can choose from. So one of the things that we really wanted to do is because we're from Flint, Michigan, which is where General Motors was born, we wanted to possibly do a classic car that was made in our hometown and when I looked at Kohl's and the price difference they had such a great value compared to Disney's vendor not that Disney's vendor doesn't also offer great cars but for us because we were having an in-park event the cost difference was so much more because we would have been required to use Disney's vendor we ended up not going with a classic car because We just couldn't, in our budget, justify spending that extra. So it is a huge benefit if you are not within a park event to be able to utilize that other option of of an outside vendor. That's right. Another option that you will sometimes see is people will rent the DeLorean from Back to the Future. There are a couple guys in Florida who have these oh, very cool. people yeah, who will rent them and they can come to Disney and so things like that or another kind of exotic car that maybe you wouldn't find at a classic car dealer but is something that perhaps the bride or the groom has always wanted to drive. There are lots right. of places in Florida that rent those. So again, as long as you're not going backstage at a park, you can totally use those. Very nice. Now, the other form of specialty transportation that you don't see a lot, but I am particularly fond of, is boats. So we actually hired a friendship boat, which is the boats that take you around Epcot and between the Epcot area resorts. We were able to hire a friendship boat that took us from Morocco out of Epcot and then to the boardwalk in dock so that we could go to our reception at the attic. And I just, I love being on a boat and we were, my husband and I got to sit at the back and, you know, have a moment after our ceremony together and just enjoy the day and the breeze. And our whole group went with us. So we didn't get separated from them or anything because a friendship boat holds 50 people. Unfortunately, the price of the friendship boat has gone way up since our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) They now charge $1,200 each way, but, you know, potentially you would only need to use it one way. And your pictures, your pictures were really amazing that you had from your wedding. I remember seeing the pictures of you on the back of the boat. It, it really is a, another great photo opportunity like we were talking about with the coaches. Definitely. And, you know, also because we remember what color friendship boat we got, whenever we see that one, the one with the purple and white awning, we always get a little, you know, misty because there's our wedding friendship boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Another option that you don't see a lot, but is actually an option, if you can get permission from the Magic Kingdom, they can give you a water launch that will take you around Bay Lake, and that holds 60 people and only costs $375 each way. So this was an option that came to my attention when a bride who got married in the Magic Kingdom did some research because she wanted it to take her from the Magic Kingdom to their resort location for their reception. But it could be a fun thing to do if you were maybe getting married at the Polynesian and then having your 
reception with your friends and family at a restaurant at the Grand Floridian or if you were over at Wilderness Lodge and you wanted to go from Wilderness Lodge to the Grand Floridian or vice versa. So that's definitely something to look into. And then another option that you see a lot, usually for fireworks cruises, is the Grand One Yacht. And that holds between 13 and 18 people, depending on who you're talking to at Disney. And it starts at $400 per hour if you just charter it for transportation, not for a fireworks cruise. If you do want it for a fireworks cruise, that price goes up to about $900. And it's different. They have snacks on board and they take you on a little tour and then they park in front of Magic Kingdom so you can see the fireworks. But if you just wanted to walk out of the wedding pavilion and step onto the Grand One and go for a little turn around the lake, you could get that for $3.99 an hour. And something else that if you were doing a memories collection or you maybe had a smaller group for an escape, we've done it for birthdays and other special occasions. You can get the pontoons. It's not as glamorous as a Grand One, but if you wanted to do a fireworks cruise, they do have the pontoons that Hold, I think it's up to eight. Those are a cheaper option if you have a small group and you wanted to get a fireworks cruise. Yes, yeah, the smaller boats hold eight to 10, and then the larger boats hold 10 to 12, I believe. It depends on how many kids you have. Right. And then, Vanessa, you did something for your wedding that I've always thought was great, and I've included in my fairy tale weddings guide ever since. You rented a wagon at Fort Wilderness for a little ride. As Was it a rehearsal dinner event for your wedding? We did it as a welcome party, so you can rent, it was around $300, you can do every night at Fort Wilderness, they have hay rides that anybody can just go up and you pay so much per person to participate in, but you can rent out the whole wagon for a private hay ride, so we did that for our welcome party, so a lot of people went to dinner at Trails Inn, and then we all had the private Hey, ride in. It's nice because it takes you along the beach and through the woods and areas that people aren't really familiar with at Disney. They don't realize that there's some true wilderness and some quiet spaces, and it gives you a great view of the castle and Space Mountain when you come around on the water. So it was a fun thing, and it was a little bit more low-key and relaxed for our guests, and it was something that it got you away from the hustle and bustle of things at the parks and some of the busier restaurants and things. So we did do that, and it was an affordable option for a welcome party, too, because it was just a few hundred dollars. That's great. And if you are interested in these transportation that's not necessarily to take you places, but it's more of an experience, I have a ton of information about all of these, including fireworks cruises, in Chapter 5 of my Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. And I also have a podcast episode about fireworks cruises that talks about the Happily Ever After cruises and the Illuminations cruises. Great. So that's the fun transportation. Unfortunately, the biggest chunk of your budget may be spent on the boring (laughs) type of transportation, which is transportation to get you and your guests from point A to point B and possibly back to point A again. Disney's transportation can be a little bit confusing because they throw around a lot of terms that all have different, very specific, and sometimes more costly meanings. So I'm going to try to break it down for you so you understand the difference between a one-way, a round trip, what a charter is, because this can change how much you're going to pay for transportation. So first of all, let's talk about the types of trips. So for this unglamorous transportation, we're talking about town cars, vans, limos, SUVs, a minibus, a motor coach. They have three different types of trips, and the type of trip determines how much you're going to pay. So the first one is a one-way trip. So this would be a trip that is only on Disney property, 
and they just go from point A to point B. You need to get from your hotel to the wedding pavilion. That's the only transportation you need. That's a one-way trip. The next type of trip they have is called a round trip. And this is where they travel from point A to point B and back to point A. So maybe you need to get everybody from Pop Century to the wedding pavilion. Then you're all going to be at the Grand Floridian for your reception. And then you need to get everybody back to Pop Century. So that could be a round trip. Now sometimes they will let you add a stop. Sometimes they will even let you add two stops to a round trip. And these cost maybe $25 each. And depending on the calculations, it could be cheaper for you to pay for a round trip with an extra stop than to pay for a charter. So a charter is the third way that they bill transportation at Disney. And it's the one that they sort of act like it's the default, but it isn't. You don't always have to have a charter. A charter means that the transportation is going to make unlimited stops for a three-hour or five-hour minimum. So each type of transportation has a minimum. The smaller ones, if you want a charter, you have to pay for at least three hours. And the larger ones, like the motor coach, if you want a charter, you have to pay for at least five hours. And this is where it can get tricky because, for example, we did a dessert party. We really only needed transportation for, you know, maybe three hours. But because we had a group big enough to require a motor coach, we had to pay for five hours. And this was mm -hmm. the second charter that we had to supply that day because we had already supplied one for our wedding. Now, if I had known at the time that they had one-way trips and vans and things like that, I could have saved a lot of money. And we're going to talk about that in a second, about how you can save some money. So now I'm going to break down the different types of transportation and talk about the prices depending on the type of trip. This is not super listener friendly, so the easiest way <laughs> to absorb this information is to go to the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. In Chapter 3, I have a transportation chart. It's very easy. You find the capacity, so how many people you need to get around, and then you look at whether you want a one-way trip, a round trip, a charter, and it will tell you the price. So. I'll just try to read this to you and hopefully it won't be too confusing, but the smallest <laughs> type <laughs> the smallest type of transportation is a town car. It holds four people. It costs $34 one way. So this is great if just you and your spouse need to make a quick trip somewhere. They don't offer round trips with town cars. It's just if you needed to go more than one place, you would pay a one-way fee for each destination. Or you can charter it for $55 per hour for a three-hour minimum. So either you pay the $34, maybe you pay $68 because you need it to take you to Epcot and then back to your resort, or you decide, hey, let's do a charter. It's only $55 an hour. We can have it make multiple trips and take more than four people because it can just keep going back and forth for three hours. One thing that we was kind of new to us because we had an outside photographer, we did have to provide transportation. Like we went early before our ceremony for our vow renewal. And because it was backstage at Epcot, we had to make sure that there was enough space in our transportation for our photographer and anyone else who has to go early. So that's something to keep in mind. If you have an outside vendor for photography or videography, you have to make sure that if you have an in-park event that you're providing transportation for them with you as well. That's a really good point. Yeah, because maybe, well, I have one photographer and I have one videographer and there's me and my spouse. That's four people. But it could be that with the equipment that the videographer needs and the photographer right. needs, they're not going to fit in a town car. So that's where you would bump up to a luxury van. One last thing I want to say before we move on to discussing luxury vans. Disney is very discreet 
discouraging of the use of town cars. Yes. A lot of times your planner will tell you that a town car driver would step over his grandmother to take an airport fare if it meant getting that much more money and you could be stranded on your wedding day because a town car driver just ditched you. I've never heard of this actually happening. It seems shocking that Disney would allow this to happen. I would not worry about this. But if you have had the fear of God put in you, never fear. You could move up to a luxury van, which is usually an SUV, or a limo for less money than adding a, a standard van, a minibus, or a motor coach. So let's talk about those options. So a luxury van will hold eight people, and it only costs $42 one way. Like a town car, it cannot be booked round trip, but you can make a charter out of a luxury van for $67 an hour, and that also has a three-hour minimum. So I found for most of the events that I do, you know, we have 10 guests or fewer, a luxury van is perfect. And like I said, usually they send an SUV. It isn't like a van, but you never know what you're going to get. So if you're really particular about it, I guess if you really want an SUV, you should request one. <laughs> Also, when you mentioned about the town car and then telling you that they won't show up, I was highly discouraged against using a van. The same thing. They said they're not going to show up. They're going to, you're going to have problems with them being late. And we ended up not having any issues at all. So even though my planner was adamantly against it, we ended up using one and we had no problems with the van. That's great to hear. And the thing is, you also... You hear horror stories about people where their charter motor coach didn't show up or it missed a resort or whatever. So I think that you can't plan this based on fear. Plan it based on what works for your numbers and your budget. So the next type up would be a limo, and that also holds eight people, but that jumps up to $181.90 for a one-way trip, $353.10 for a round trip, or $112.35 per hour with a three-hour minimum. So I think this is something that Disney just assumes that because you're a wedding, you want a limo. And for me, there was absolutely no reason to have a limo when I could have a van or an SUV holds the same number of people and costs more than $100 less. So this is definitely something to think about. Unless you have had a childhood fantasy of being picked up in a limo on your wedding day, <laughs> Definitely look into the luxury vans instead because they are so much cheaper and they hold the same number of people. And then the next option up is the standard van, which holds 11 people. So this is, when you think of a van, this is the van. This is like the church group van. This is about the same price as a limo, though. It's $183.75 each way. It's $231 round trip. And if you charter it for a three-hour minimum, it's $79.80 per hour. So usually with vans, I recommend using multiple luxury vans depending on the size of your group. And we're going to talk about that in a second in the how to save money section. <laughs> but before we get there, the next largest transportation option is the minibus. And this one has always seemed to me like it's kind of a waste of time. It holds 25 people, but it's so expensive it almost costs as much as a whole motor coach, which would hold 55 people. The minibus is $304.50 one way, it's $336 round trip, and it's $100 per hour with a five-hour minimum. So unless it's for some reason with the way that your guests are, the resorts they're located at and the locations you need to get them to, and you have 25 people or less and you want to keep everybody together, Unless that's your situation, I would recommend multiple vans or town cars instead of a minibus. Now, if you have a large group, you're going to need a motor coach, and that's the biggest thing they offer. It holds 55 people, 
You can charter it one way and round trip. I've never heard of anybody doing this, but if you want to, it's $372.75 one way, and it's $493.50 round trip, and a charter is $118.65 per hour with a five-hour minimum. So this minimum, like I mentioned before, is where it can get you. Say you need to have the motor coach go get everybody from the resort, take them to the ceremony, take them to the reception, and then take them back to the resort. Well, that's not all going to happen within five hours. So automatically, you're going to be paying more than the five-hour minimum. If you then have a break and then a fireworks party in the evening, if you bring back the motor coach, you're paying for another five-hour minimum. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, alternatives to that. Unless you have, if you have 100 people, you're kind of stuck. If you're in a park, you're kind of stuck. You may need to have a motor coach. But you don't necessarily have to have a charter motor coach. There might be a situation in which a round-trip motor coach makes sense for you. You really just need to sit down with a calculator and the chart in Chapter 3 of the Fairytale Weddings Guide and figure out what is going to work out best for your group. And one thing I would add with a motor coach, something that when I was negotiating back and forth about transportation, they told me because our ceremony was in Epcot and our reception was also in Epcot, we couldn't just have transportation at the beginning and at the end, you were required to have that charter to cover the guest for the entire time of the in-park events in case of an emergency. If Disney needed to evacuate the park, they needed to have transportation available for your guests. And I had never heard that before. That was something I was told when I was asking about options to reduce the number of hours for our motor coach. And that was something I was told that they require when you have that in-park event for an emergency transportation for your guests. That's interesting that now they're spinning it as an emergency transportation option. They've tried to do this for years because they say, well, you need to have a charter motor coach standing at the ready backstage in case somebody wants to leave your reception early. And you do hear occasionally, you know, somebody, their kid got fussy and it was great because they could just go out, hop on the motor coach and it would take them directly to their resort. But that is something to consider. There are a lot more rules with the transportation when you're in a park than when you're just at a resort. So let's talk about ways to save money on transportation. Number one, do you even need transportation? One thing to consider, are your guests newbies who have never been to Walt Disney World before and they don't know anything about how to navigate it? Or are they DVC members who have been going their whole life? Or they're locals? They're going to have a car. They're used to going to Disney. They know how to get around. I think these are important distinctions. Most of the people in our wedding group had never been to Walt Disney World before, and I did not want them to say, accidentally get on a resort bus to Epcot and not be able to get to our wedding. I didn't want them to have to worry about, you know, I have to take this bus here and connect at that park to get here. So for us, transportation made sense because people didn't have to think about it. They just had to be where they needed to be on time. The bus took them everywhere they had to go. But again, if your group is small and it's people who are locals and they have their own cars or you're just getting married at the Wedding Pavilion, which has a parking lot, and your reception is at the Grand Floridian, which you can walk to, you may not even need transportation. Another good place to cut is dessert parties. So it's a lot easier to have everybody meet at the International Gateway at Epcot and then walk in with the guide who comes as part of your venue fee than to send back out a charter motor coach or make them all meet vans and then the vans take them backstage and then that you have to have everybody's ID and their name exactly as it appears on the ID and all this safety stuff. So sometimes a dessert party can be a good place to cut. 
And they also let us for both our wedding and our vow renewal, because we had so many guests that weren't as familiar with Disney transportation, they let us meet at the front of the park where even though it's a longer walk than International Gateway, the logistics of trying to explain how to get to International Gateway for some of our guests who didn't have park tickets was a little bit overwhelming. So we were able to have our guide meet us at the front of the park as well. That's a really good point, too, because International Gateway is not accessible directly by the resort transportation. So if your guests know enough that they can get on a bus at Pop Century and be taken to Epcot, they may not realize that it's going to take them to the front of Epcot. And if you're having everybody meet at the International Gateway, they actually need to go to Boardwalk or to Beach Club, which means they have to take the Pop Century bus to a park or to (laughs) Disney Springs, transfer to a different bus that's going to take them to the resort. So it can get really complicated. And that is one thing I will say, as much as I'm all for reducing the cost of transport, do not make your guests take public Disney transportation. I'm talking about the buses that take people between the Disney resorts and the parks on your wedding day. They're going to be all dressed up. It's going to take them at least an hour to get anywhere. And there's a very good chance that they're going to get confused or turned around or end up at the wrong end of the park if your event is in a park and not be able to get into your event. So as a courtesy to your guests, Either give them directions for meeting someplace like the wedding pavilion where they can park at the parking lot, or if you can afford it, provide them that transportation. But I strongly recommend against relying on Disney's quote-unquote public transportation on your wedding day when you're trying to make a schedule. Most definitely. Now, another thing we talk about is do you and your fiancé really need a limo? There are cheaper options than the limo, like the town car, like the luxury van. The luxury van holds the same number of people as a limo, and it costs so much less. So don't just automatically assume because it says limo on your BEO that you have to have a limo. That's just their default. You can switch it up if you need to save the money. And then another one is, do your guests really need a chartered motor coach? Do you have to have a motor coach, A, and do you have to have it for five full hours? I usually tell people, if you have maybe 35 guests or fewer, you do not need a motor coach. A motor coach holds 55 people. And yes, it is great because it goes around and it collects all your guests on one big boat, (laughs) one big land (laughs) boat. (laughs) But the problem is, if you have, say, even three different resorts, your guests might be sitting on that bus for two hours before they actually get to the wedding. I never considered this when I did the planning. And when I found out that some of my guests were picked up two hours before our wedding, which our wedding started at nine in Epcot, so they were already getting up early, and then they had to sit on the bus while it drove to all the other resorts in our room block, I felt terrible. And now I know that because we had less than 35 people, I could have sent a van to Pop Century, a van to the Boardwalk, a van to the Grand Floridian, and gotten people that way. So they just got on their van, and in 15 or 20 minutes, they were where they needed to be. Now, one thing about having multiple vans, though, if you do need more than three vans, Disney will insist that you need to pay for a transportation coordinator. And I have this price in the book. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like $150 or something. So it could be a case where maybe the transportation coordinator price is worth it because you're saving so much on a chartered motor coach. But it's, again, a time when you're going to need to get out your calculator and crunch the numbers and figure out what's going to be the cheapest option. And something, too, that they are not always the best about letting you know about is that even if you have guests at more resorts, you can just send your bus to several designated ones because we had 
I think three guests that were staying at a different resort than the majority of our guests. So what we ended up doing, they had a rental car as well. And we knew that ahead of time. So we just had them drive over to one of the two resorts where guests were being picked up by the chartered bus rather than again, adding one more stop, extending that timeline and out for our guests. Now, of course, if your guests don't have a vehicle or transportation, you obviously don't want to have them navigate the crazy Disney system. But if you have one or two guests somewhere and you know they're going to have a vehicle or maybe you have guests coming from that are local guests, giving that option of only having your bus go to specific resorts is also an option because initially they tried to get us to have it to all I think we had four resorts people were staying at and we ended up having the bus only go to two of those resorts to cut down on that time, not only for us, but also for our guests. That's a great point. And it's also what you would do if some of your guests are staying off site. So I was stressed out because one whole branch of the family decided to stay at a villa that was like 45 minutes away from Walt Disney World. But we just told them you have to be at this Disney resort by this time to get on our bus that's picking up the people staying there in order for you to get into our ceremony in Epcot. So you can hire transportation either through Disney or independently to go get people, but then the prices are different. None of these one-way round trip, that stuff stops applying. It's it's kind of a custom deal. And if you are staying, like I know a lot of UK guests stay off-site in holiday villas, look into some of the independent transportation companies in Orlando because there are a ton of them. They do trips to, you know, the port for cruises and to and from the airport. And I have seen Disney brides and grooms hire an independent motor coach through like VIP transportation or Escot, and they were able to save money because it's so much cheaper than when you hire a motor coach or a minibus or whatever through Disney. And because they don't need to be taken backstage, they're just being taken to a resort, you don't have to go through Disney. So Vanessa, can you tell me a little bit about your vow renewal and which locations you used? Yes, so we had our vow renewal in Epcot, and all of our events took place there. We had our ceremony in Italy, and then we had a brunch reception at Canada Terrace. And then in the evening, we had our dessert party. The viewing area was Germany Promenade, but it was really cold that day, so they let us have our food inside. So we were inside Norway for our food, and then we actually watched. It had our viewing at Germany Promenade. Okay. And you talked about how you only provided transportation to two resorts. How many guests did you have and where were they all staying? So we had 36 guests and then our number in the evening was a little higher because we had some local friends who joined us for our dessert party. We had four more in the evening, but we had guests staying at Pop Century, Port Orleans Riverside, Caribbean Beach, and then we had some relatives that are off-site that live near Orlando. So they, they just came in from their homes. And which resorts did you pick to have the motor coach meet the guests? So we only had the motor coach go to Pop Century and Port Orleans Riverside because we had a lower number of guests at Caribbean Beach. They were ones that had rental cars, or at least there was enough of them that they could kind of carpool together and come over. So we only had the motor coach go to two. So you used a motor coach, you used vans. Did you use any other forms of transportation? One little tidbit, we used vans in the morning to get us to the park, the motor coach for our guests. But then what we did, because we had so many of our guests staying in the park, we then used vans to transport those few remaining guests back to their rooms. And so that saved us a little bit. 
And later in the day, we went and took some pictures after our brunch at the boardwalk. So we had our photographer with us, and rather than using Disney transportation to get back to our resort, we used one of the new the Minnie Mouse vans. We used one of those through Lyft to get back to Port Orleans afterwards, rather than keeping Disney transportation around after those photos. Oh, that's great. And how did it work? Did you have to wait very long for it to show up? No, because we were at Boardwalk. I had it. I had the app already up, and we waited less than 10 minutes, I think it was. So it was really quick, and it was great because then we got some cute pictures with the Minnie Mouse fan as well. That's great. And that is actually something to talk about because Lyft and Uber, I know Uber for sure, and Lyft probably does this too, they also have an option where you can prepay for guests to use the service. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but if you do use Uber or Lyft, I'm sure the app explains this, but there's a way to... I guess you give out a code or something so your guests would call an Uber or call a Lyft, but you are the one footing the bill. So especially if you have a small group, that might be the way to go rather than paying to through Disney rent-a-town car rent vans. If you just have a few people, you need to get a certain place. And that way they don't have to pay, but they know they're going to have transportation. Right. Now, did you add any specialty transportation to either your wedding or your vow renewal? No, we did not. And as I mentioned, we had looked at the classic cars because we were really hoping to have that tie in to home. But because of the cost, we didn't end up doing that. We did do one thing we had. We did do a limo for our wedding just because with our bridal party and that it we were larger than one of the vans. So we ended up with two limos for that. But looking back, when we used the van for our vow renewal, we really didn't need the limos. But like you mentioned, they automatically put it on there. And when we were getting married, I didn't know as much and didn't have as much research as I did by the time our vow renewal came around. So we ended up just kind of trying to keep it basic and saving money in transportation. Got it. Now, this might be a funny question, but did you get any feedback from your guests about your transportation? Like I found out from my guests, they had been on the bus for two hours. And some people were angry because I had written my schedule and I had bumped all the times up by five or 10 minutes so that nobody would be late. And then they were like, why do we have to wait 20 minutes? <laughs> well, the one thing, we had a couple of guests, Pop Century was our first pickup. So we had a couple of guests that didn't make it on, well, one guest didn't make it on at Pop Century, so the driver ended up holding the bus there, but they didn't communicate that to our guests who are at Port Orleans. So we had guests waiting, like the time that I had provided to all of them, they're all waiting and the bus didn't show up. So I did hear back, thankfully... I think eventually the planner communicated to my parents what was going on. So they were able to tell people, but there was about 15 minutes where they're all waiting for the bus and it wasn't there yet. And it was because they had held it at Pop Century for our one guest who didn't show up. Wow. And that's something to know and something we just drilled into our guests because if that guest hadn't made Vanessa's transportation, he or she would not have been able to attend the wedding because it's in the park. And you, you know, every once in a while you hear some extreme story of the guest shows up at the front gate and the cast members are like, oh my gosh, we're going to get you there. <laughs> that happened. That's what happened with this guest. Oh, and ironic. We had some other guests that went to Port Orleans and then did the same thing. And these were all guests that had done this same drill 10 years prior. So they knew, like they had previously known that we had a chartered bus. They had all the information. So even if you tell people, and even with our guests who had went through the experience 10 years prior, 
they still don't always pay attention. So we had several guests that showed up at the front and Disney was nice enough to send somebody up there to then escort them to the back. But yes, it communicated. We had it in our Facebook group. We had it in printed materials, but as we all know, people don't always pay attention to those details. So it's always helpful to have at least one person kind of be mindful of that at your sites. And the one person was my mother-in-law, so that's why they held the bus. They probably wouldn't have held the bus if it was a regular guest, from what I was told. <laughs> that is interesting. Speaking of mother-in-laws, they can be really <laughs> helpful because you, you make a good point. It can be good to have someone in your group who is checking off who gets right. on the bus at each stop. And my mother-in-law did this. She knew how many guests were supposed to get on the motor coach at each resort and made sure that that many people got there. So if you have someone who is willing to do this, they're a natural-born organizer, I would not put this task on somebody who you can tell they don't really want to do it. But if you have somebody who's into it, that can be really helpful. <laughs> Most definitely. So Vanessa, is there anything you know now from planning two of these events about transportation that you wish you'd known when you were planning? Well, I think, like I mentioned, with our wedding, you just assume if you're newer to planning an event with Disney, they put the limo, they put some of these things on there, and you just assume you have to go with it. Even with the charters, looking for ways to reduce the time that you have. The biggest thing that I've learned is that asking questions is important because often they just have kind of a standard set of what they will suggest or they'll include in your documents. So don't be afraid to ask some of those questions. That's something that I wish I would have known early on that I learned the second time around. That's great. Any other tips or advice about transportation for future brides and grooms? The biggest thing is be persistent because with the van option to take our guests back after the brunch, I had to ask several times because Disney Fairy Tale Weddings doesn't necessarily have the final say when it comes to how some things are ran within park events. They have to go through park ops. And they were, our planner and our assistant were great about every time I asked these questions, they would go back to park ops and see if there was any opportunity. And what we ended up doing, because I was so persistent about, we were only going to have 16 guests that were going back to their room that weren't staying in the park because we had 20 people almost that were staying in Epcot that day. So I didn't want to have a motor coach for 55 people driving 16 people back. So what they were able to help us do is Park Ops finally agreed, if I provided a list of the people who were staying in the park to show that we really had that many people staying, that they would allow us to have those vans. And if I wouldn't have had my planner and my assistant ask, on several occasions, we wouldn't have been able to save that money by having the vans instead of an extra probably two hours of the motor coach. Interesting. Okay, that's great advice. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great firsthand knowledge and advice about planning transportation for a Disney's fairy tale wedding or vow renewal, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated the chance to be on the podcast. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.